you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS in Pasadena for a morning of multilingual readings, interactive performances, and lots of kid fun. It's Super Fun Saturday on June 1st. Get your tickets at LAS.com slash events. Good morning, it's Air Talk. I'm Larry Mantle. Wonderful to have you with us. I hope your sleep wasn't disturbed by the magnitude 4.2 earthquake near Malibu that happened in the middle of the night. It was at 2 in the morning. Then it was followed by a 3.5 aftershock just three minutes later. And I know the number of people, particularly on the west side of Los Angeles County, ended up being awakened by that. Hope you're able to get back to sleep and uh, it wasn't too much of a disturbance. Uh, Coming up a little bit later this hour, our focus is going to be on uh, electricians and the huge shortage that we're facing. This as full electrification of houses and of cars is is down the road. You know, currently uh, less than one percent of cars on the road are electric vehicles, but that's going to dramatically increase. And so we're going to need electricians to install the additional panels in households for charging stations uh, and there's a tremendous shortage we'll talk about efforts of trying to recruit and train more electricians for the world to come but we begin in the aftermath of the terrible shootings here in california in monterey park and up in half moon bay in the bay area with elected officials calling for increasing gun control measures here in california california already has a among the tightest restrictions on guns of any state in the country. But the U.S. Supreme Court, with its recent decisions, has shown support for a broadened interpretation of the Second Amendment's protections. With us to talk about California's gun laws currently and what's contemplated, how that fits in to national gun restrictions, is UCLA law professor Adam Winkler, who specializes in constitutional law, the Supreme Court, and gun policy. Professor, it's good to have you back with us today. Thanks for having me, Larry. So let's start, first of all, about you know what, what we understand about uh, the shooter in Monterey Park. And he apparently had a high-capacity magazine in, in the gun that was seized in the Alhambra uh, confrontation at, at a dance studio there. What, what do we know about the legality or illegality of, of that weapon? Well, it seems that the weapon he used uh, to commit the shootings was uh, an illegal assault pistol in California. Uh, The pistol itself was uh, illegal, and the high-capacity magazine that he had uh, is subject to a law that we passed, voters passed uh, about two years ago, that uh, prohibited uh, even the possession of a large capacity magazine. That particular law has been put on hold by the federal courts, however, as they consider the constitutionality of bans on high capacity magazines under the Second Amendment. And what are the the laws here in California that have been at least temporarily uh, held off from being in, enforced, um, either regarding uh, concealed carry or the sales or possession of guns? 
Well, the Supreme Court's decision in June to strike down New York's restrictions on concealed carry uh, had an impact in California in two ways. One, we've had to rethink how we're doing concealed carry regulations. Um, uh, We used to require, like New York, that someone prove they have a good cause to have a firearm before they could get a concealed carry permit. That has been eliminated from California law as a result of the Supreme Court's decision. California lawmakers have considered new legislation to um, shore up California's concealed carry permitting and concealed carry rules But that legislation has not yet passed uh, the legislature. Um, We also have various laws like our ban on the possession of high-capacity magazines that have been held up in federal court. And indeed, in light of the Supreme Court's expansion of gun rights and raising the bar for new gun laws or old gun laws to survive constitutional scrutiny, it's very possible that a number of Californians' gun laws are going to be called into question in the coming years. One of the the laws I know that um, is is expected to to be debated in the legislature is an expansion of um, red flag laws for someone who has a, a domestic violence protective order filed against them would have an additional three years after the order is lifted that they could be banned from uh, buying or possessing any firearms. That would sound to me like something that could be um, ripe for for challenge under constitutional grounds once someone is no longer under that protective order. Because couldn't the argument be made that if the person isn't isn't considered enough to be a threat, that the protective order is continued, then what would be the threat in the possession of the firearm? I think that's a very good point, Larry, and uh, a probably an accurate prediction of what we're likely to see from the federal courts in the coming years. Uh, we've seen since the Supreme Court's opinion last June a number of gun laws uh, struck down or declared unconstitutional by lower courts, including, by the way, one federal court that said that uh, banning someone who is under a domestic violence restraining order from possessing firearms was unconstitutional. Forget about Um, years later, we're talking about someone who's currently under a domestic violence restraining order. So the court's expansion of gun rights uh, and the Second Amendment uh, is likely to wreak some havoc on uh, the uh, agenda of the gun violence prevention movement. We're talking with UCLA law professor, a constitutional scholar, Adam Winkler, author of the book Gunfight. He also has vast historic knowledge of America's gun laws. And if you have questions for him, we're at 866-893-KPECC, 866-893-5722. You can also email us at atcomments at kpecc.org. Please include your location and your first name. We've seen studies such as the Public Policy Institute of California and others that draw the conclusion that California's more encompassing gun restrictions have led to fewer gun deaths and fewer mass shootings here in California than in other parts of the country. But I was wondering if um, the fact that so much of California is urban and we know urban areas generally have lower rates of gun ownership, if Part of what we're seeing could just be the the effect of the concentration of guns in California versus other parts of the country. Do, do we have research on that? 
Well, I, I believe those studies try to control for that particular variable. Um, but uh, one thing we do know is that California's firearm mortality rate, that is the rate of people who die from firearms every year, is far lower than the national average and uh, remarkably uh, lower than states like Mississippi or Texas, uh, where gun laws are far looser. We always have to remember, Larry, that while we say California has the strictest gun laws in the nation, we should remember that California's laws are only strict compared to Texas and Mississippi. If you compare California's gun laws to the gun laws of England or Japan or South Korea or France, California has some of the loosest, most permissive gun laws in the world. So we shouldn't be surprised that California still deals with the problem of gun violence. Um, we have a lot of guns, even here in California, and the right to bear arms is protected here in California in a way that it's not protected in other countries. And one unfortunate result of that is a very elevated levels of gun violence. And in California, where we see the lower levels of, of people losing their lives to guns, I know much of that is, is because of people who kill themselves using a firearm and in uh, states that have fewer gun restrictions, if I'm not mistaken, please correct me, Professor, we see considerably higher rates of suicide by gun. Um, and, but again, is that, is that because people in those states that support fewer restrictions on guns are more comfortable with guns, more apt to own guns, therefore, when uh, taking their own lives, they're more apt to use a gun than another method to do so. Well, that's absolutely right. You know, the truth is, is nothing's going to stop people from trying to commit suicide. But we know that the availability of a firearm in the home makes that suicide attempt far more likely to result in death. Um, it's actually pretty hard to commit suicide without a firearm. It can be done, but the rates of success for people who try to end their lives uh, are very, very low with other means, such as trying to hang yourself or um, slitting your wrists or other kinds of methods by which people try to commit suicide. It turns out that a gun is a very, very effective killing tool, and if you use it on yourself, uh, it's almost certain to result in death. So our lower rates of firearm possession means that when someone decides they want to commit suicide, they're much less likely to succeed in the effort. We're talking with UCLA law professor Adam Winkler again. If you have questions about gun restrictions here in California or in other parts of the country, uh, national gun policy, we're at 866-893-5722. Or you can email your questions to atcomments at kpcc.org. Please include your location and your first name. Uh, Adam, here in California, we have a universal background check that includes gun shows. Uh, if, if someone wants to uh, sell a weapon, that has to be, uh, the possession has to be exchanged at a licensed gun store to do that. What are the prospects of a national requirement like that? Well, this has been the goal of gun violence prevention advocates uh, for some time, to get universal background checks. And um, there really is no reason why someone should be able to buy a gun today without going through a basic background check to ensure that they are not prohibited from possessing a firearm. 
This is one of the big loopholes in America's gun laws that in most states, not in California, as you say, but in most states, you can buy a gun uh, from what's known as a private seller. That's to say a private citizen who's not ordinarily in the business of selling firearms, either at a gun show or through a classified ad or you're just standing next to someone on a gun range and say, hey, I'll buy that gun from you if you want, want to sell it. Um, and, uh, uh, and I think the prospects for that at the federal level probably are not great at this point. Um, you know, Congress seems uh, pretty, um, uh, pretty incapable of handling any particularly major issue in America right now. And gun violence is probably, and gun control is probably not the issue that's going to uh, overcome the 60 vote threshold in the Senate these days. But you never know. Uh, there is uh, increasing energy among people for gun violence prevention become a big issue for Democrats especially. Um, and I do think that in comparison to some other kinds of reform, like bans on assault weapons, like uh, President Biden called for and Senator Feinstein called for uh, just this week, I think a universal background check requirement would likely survive constitutional scrutiny. I've seen conflicting uh, statistics about when the national um, ban was in effect on military-style rifles, uh, what many call assault uh, rifles. And I was just wondering, from your look at the research, what do you see as the impact of that when that federal ban was in effect? Well, there haven't been that many studies, but there have been some preliminary work that has been some preliminary work that does suggest that maybe it did um, it was associated with lower rates of mass shootings. I don't think it's really a panacea for gun violence prevention to restrict these particular types of weapons. The truth is that you know the majority of mass shootings are done with a handgun. And uh, as long as handguns are still easily available, and the Supreme Court had said that we have a constitutional right to have handguns, um, then we're, we're likely, uh, even if we restrict assault weapons, to find violent people just using the other firearms that are easily available to commit their crimes. Way in Pasadena as have there been studies done on people's attitudes towards guns based on different regions? I, I would assume surveys get uh, to that, but uh, Adam, how thoroughly has that been looked into? That's right. There are demographic differences in how people, uh, whether people support gun rights and the extent to which they support gun violence prevention efforts. Um, we know that obviously in California, uh, support for gun safety reform is far stronger than it is in states uh, like Texas and throughout the South. We also find it breaks down uh, with regards to ethnicity, uh, with racial minorities are reporting uh, much stronger support for gun safety regulation uh, than white folks. Uh, and we also know that its uh, support for gun safety regulation is associated demographically with higher levels of education. Um, that's not to dismiss anyone who's not it does not have higher levels of education, but just to, as a matter of descriptive fact, we know that people who are educated tend to support gun safety reform at stronger levels than those without college education. So there are these demographic uh, elements, and I think one of the real issues going forward for the gun uh, rights movement is as our society becomes more diverse, as people move more and more to cities, uh, as these demographic changes 
um, continue to happen and point in the direction of greater support for gun safety reform, you know, how will that movement be able to accomplish its goals, especially when, as you noted, Larry, the Supreme Court seems to be going the other way? Professor, always good to have you with us. Thank you so much for talking with us about this issue today. Thank you, Larry. Adam Winkler is UCLA law professor. And also want to let you know, as, as we were talking about uh, the role of of guns in suicide, that you can visit our Air Talk segment page at kpcc.org, and you'll see there resources uh, for those who are struggling uh, with mental health challenges. We take suicide very seriously, and you'll find there some helpful resources. It's Air Talk on KPCC. CC. Coming right up, we're going to be talking about a lawsuit filed by the Department of Justice and eight states, including California, suing Google over its online ad practices. We'll get into that in detail when we come back in just one minute. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps. 